The following is paid programming and is operated and produced independently. The current views and opinions expressed belong solely to the operators and do not represent the views or opinions of Family Flavors, the Slide WBN Inc., its affiliates, its sister companies, or respective companies which these individuals are affiliated or have been previously affiliated. The program's participants' opinions and content are based upon information they consider reliable, but neither Family Flavors to Slide WBN Inc. nor its affiliates warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be considered as such. All rights to the media broadcasted on this platform belong solely to the copyright owners of said media. Family Flavors to Slide WBN Inc. and its affiliates do not make claims to own the media broadcasted on our network. God. Hi, Frank Sinclair on the Be Encouraged show. We're on Motivation Monday here today. Uh, my producer, engineer, Trinity Black Cloud, did not tell me I was on the air. So if you heard something, look at her. Now she's arguing. So, right? Yes, we will fire her and have a new one next week. But <laughs> Welcome to the show, guys. We're so glad you're here. As always, I'm the Chief Encouragement Officer for Dream Again Business Consulting, where we bridge the gap between discouragement and hope. Please go to Amazon for a copy of our book, Dream Again, Lessons on Leveraging Your Pain in Addition to Your Personal Life Coach. And this is August, so we're dropping your personal business coach this month as well. Pick up a copy of one of our books there and hopefully it can help you navigate business and life as well. So today I got three financial wizards on the radio with me today and also my very good friends as well. So I'm so glad uh, we'll let them introduce themselves, what they do, who they are, and just give you a little update about uh, their space in the greater Pikes Peak region and the worlds that they're occupying. I'm going to start with my right. Scott, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you're doing, man. Thanks, Frank. I'm Scott Jensen. I'm with BRW Tax and Accounting. I'm an enrolled agent, and we help small business owners sleep better at night. And we do that through helping them understand and turn their financial statements and tax planning into powerful tools. Oh, my. What a great intro, bro. I can't wait for your outro. (laughs) (laughs) That was like, (laughs) that was just like. Totally positive. And you guys thought we couldn't get positivity out of a financial show, right? And, <laughs> and Scott just rocked. Not three minutes, right? We got, we, got this. we got that. Thomas, introduce yourself, my friend. Hello, everyone. My name is Thomas Permo. I'm the owner of Cover Your Six LLC. I'm the, uh, the tactical CFO. I provide tax, accounting, and fractional CFO services for families and small businesses. In the, in the Colorado Springs and greater southern Colorado area. Indeed, indeed. Thomas sits in a really great... And that fractional CFO, because I kind of know that space a little bit. My daughter's a fractional CFO as well uh, When in her part-time. Well, 
no time. So she used to be a fractional CFO in the Denver area as well. So welcome, Thomas. We're glad you're here. And my dear friend, Simona Rich is in the house. We had to stop her from talking so we can get her to talk. So, uh, Simona, why don't you introduce yourself to the, to the people? Hi, everyone. Simona Rich with Advanced Accounting and All that fun stuff. Yeah. From Maryland, right? I am from Maryland. I have my CPA in Maryland. Uh huh. I'm still transferring it out here. It's, it's quite a process. You have to actually retake the test, the CPA exam from Maryland to here. And it's four parts here. Maryland's three, but it's four parts here. Mm -hmm. So yep. I might just become an enrolled agent. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, I don't know what any of that is. Uh, <laughs> we're glad you're here, University of Maryland alum, myself, and uh, we're glad Me that you're too. here. You too? Me huh? too. Yeah, so, go Terps. Yeah, go Terps. No, go Carolina. I just went there. I'm still a Carolina <laughs> fan. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't talk turtles on our, tel on our radio show. So. <laughs> <laughs> so that where I can jump in and be like, I want to see us you. Go Rams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little yeah, closer to yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. And Thomas is an endless uh, academic. <laughs> what is it, two masters in counting now? Two masters in counting. Yes. Yeah. I have an MBA in accounting and I have a, a master's of public administration in, in organizational leadership. Yeah, yes. MBA nice, and nice. MBA. Yes. Yeah, Mr. Both Thomas Fairmore. So Got we don't know if we can allow MBA. you to uh, uh, be anywhere else on this show. We might just, just <laughs> give you the hand, brother. <laughs> yeah, so glad to have you guys. So we really want to start off today by really unwrapping the space and why it's important that we have incredible human beings like you all as part of our business and our lives. Thomas, since you're the most educated of the four of us, why don't you start off by telling us why is it important to have an accountant or the space that you occupy? I see it as a lot of people, as, as Frank mentioned earlier before we started the show, there's a lot of people that get in business and they want to start a business, whether it's a t-shirt business or a woodworking business or a landscaping business, whatever it is, however it is they're doing it. If you're managing your business by your bank account, hey look, I've got money in my bank account, it looks like I can go talk to people or I can go spend that ca spend that ad money or, or do this, you're not doing it right because if you're not looking at week over week, day over, you know, coming from managing a, 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 the accounting for a big company before I struck out on my own, looking at the money every single day knowing, well wait, it's not looking good and seeing where the numbers are going, trending, trending is the big thing because if you're not, if you're not trending upwards, you're trending towards bankruptcy, right? Yeah. Well, thank you for that enlightening and very <laughs> I told you. We're getting there. We're getting there. Yes, Simona, you can't ask. I would just say I, my personal philosophy is, you, can, you know, um, money does not solve problems. I do not believe in getting mm -hmm. a loan or going out credit cards or doing anything. No money cards. does not solve problems. It doesn't. You need to change. You need to look at your numbers. You need to reevaluate your spending habits. You need to really change your mindset around money. You don't go just because you're in debt. Go get another loan to cover all that debt to have one payment. Right. Because all you're going to do is open up all of those other debts, and you're going to max them out and have another payment. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you, if you don't change your spending. Okay. So money doesn't solve money problems. <laughs> money does not solve money problems. Nope. Unless you get a second mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can max them out a third time. Right. <laughs> Just keep going. It's the tornado being created right there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I actually had a boss years ago tell me that I was wrong. And I, you know, we got into a big debate over money not solving money problems. At the end of it, I won. But that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seemed to be the point. The look on your face shows oh, it yeah. is the point. So, <laughs> Scott, tell us philosophically, where, from your uh, standpoint, what is, what, why do we need you? You're asking an accountant a philosophical question. I love it. So, I know you, my friend. <laughs> as a lot of us know, the, the world of accounting is very complex, and the tax code that we have is egregious, if not just overwhelming. And so where the power of an accounting in your, an accountant in your life is, really, is decoding that language for you. Mm-hmm. My background, before I became an accountant, before I locked myself into the world of tax lingo, as it were, um, I was a teacher. And I found, even back then, being able to disseminate information comes with finding a way to use words and define them so that everybody at the table understands what we're talking about. So when I'm sitting with you or when I'm sitting with a client, when I'm saying X, Y, or Z, you know exactly what X, Y, and Z are. Whereas what Thomas was saying is when you go out on your own, you might assume you know what they mean or you might Google what they mean and get a very, very different definition. That's not wrong but it's not necessarily right for the moment mm-hmm. or right for what we're talking about. So an accountant in your corner helps you to really understand what all those means as well as figure out what to do with the planning, what to do with the roadmap. Those financials you're looking at on a day-to-day basis, right. those help you, as Sam was saying, solve the problems and plan for future problems as opposed to um, what I call bank account accounting, which is what Thomas was saying, (laughs) going, oh, I can spend money today, but then tomorrow you have that expense that you either forgot was coming or you didn't know what happened because your truck broke down or something like that, and you didn't have a plan for that, but you drive a truck for your business, it might need to be serviced at some point. Mm. So what I think I hear you saying is that it's almost – you guys sit in the space of almost financial planning as well. So what's the difference between the space you uh, are operating in or me going to, say, an Edward Jones or one of those people that are looking at a big picture finances? How many businesses, how many people say, I'm going to start a business doing X, whatever that X is? Again, out of this head, T-shirts, bowling, whatever that is, right? And go... I'm just going to do it. I'm going to jump in the pool and do it. Do you have a budget? No. And I was listening to a, a radio thing on the, today. You know, they were talking about um, businesses in the, in the space that they go, you know, especially nonprofits. How, where do the nonprofits get their money from? Where do they get their budgets from? Budget is the first thing. If you don't know, if you don't have, you know, let's say Scott decided tomorrow he was going to start, I don't know, a car washing business, right? Yes. <laughs> Do you have the capital? Do you have the insurance? Do you have the people? Do you have the materials? All those things. Now I'm just going to go out there with a sponge and some soap. That's where Get her done. looking at from a personal from a personal financial planning ex- experience, you're looking at what's your budget. You know, well, mm-hmm. what's your projected revenue? What's your projected income? Are you going to be able to live off this? Are you going to be able to 
maybe still have to hold your day job for a while. Yeah. And just to clarify, when we're talking about financial planning in this case, this goes back to my defining the words, we're not talking about planning necessarily for your retirement. We're not talking about watching your stock investments or anything like that. That's what an Edward Jones rep so is going to do. That's the differentiator. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I just to oversimplify it, look at it like accountants look backwards mm -hmm. and they look at the short term. Yeah. Financial planners, they don't generally look as far back, mm -hmm. if at all. They look forwards and they look at the long term. Mm -hmm. Your past your past projection is your best future. Yeah, yeah, and that's what you guys are looking right. at, right? Yeah, yeah, so that really helps because it, it's complementary uh, financial planners and accountants sure. in your together. life that are helping uh, you to be able to navigate and track your way forward, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're gonna come back in a minute and I want you guys, we'll start with you, Simona, on our next segment here. We're gonna come back and I want you to walk us through a scenario that anyone out there thinking about business, in business, or whatever, can walk through, which really creates a space for you in their lives, okay? okay. Right, now, Frank Sinclair on the Be Encouraged Show on Motivation Monday, following the great Rachel Stovall and Ron Young today. Thank you for being with us. We will be right back. When times get tough and it seems like the odds are constantly stacked against you, wouldn't it be a blessing to know that you had an ace in the hole? Ladies and gentlemen, consider yourselves anointed because you can always bet on ace pawn and loans to have your back when difficult times attack. Are you down in your luck? Well, come on down and get the best bang for your buck. Ace Pawn and Loans is a family-owned and operated chain that has been servicing the people of Colorado Springs for over 40 years. Having been nominated and voted the best in Colorado Springs for four years running, Ace Pawn and Loan gives the ultimate attention to service and detail. Their staff at all three locations are impeccable and highly professional. Ace Pawn and Loan specializes in pawn loans, title loans, buying, selling, trading, check cashing, and money transfers. They even offer worldwide shipping. Ace Pawn and Loans is truly the best in the business. So make sure you contact the sincere patriots of pawnbroking and loans today. Trade today, get paid today. Catch the deals at three locations locally. 2339 Platte Place, 3060 South Academy Boulevard, 3638 North Academy Boulevard. Or find them on Facebook at Ace Pawn and Loans and tell them the slide sent you. Are you looking for a strong legal team to help you through a time of crisis? Unknown of who to contact when the law is overbearing? Are your friends or loved ones in fear and trial is drawing near? Defense is more than simply a word within the hallowed halls of the law offices of Barker and Tolini. Ladies and gentlemen, it is literally a cornerstone that these men work, breathe, and live by every day. For nearly a decade, this prestigious law firm has humbly and diligently labored in defense of the people. The law offices of Barker and Tolini are the premier criminal defense attorneys within the box state. Hands down. In your time of legal need, contact the super team of Bark and Tolini at 719-227-0230. Again, that's 719-227-0230. Let them know that you heard it here on the slide so they know we got your back. Contact the offices of Barker and Tolini at 720 South Tejon Street, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80903. Or at Colorado Springs CO Law Office. One, two, three, come on. We got DJ Cool and Duck get come fresh. Rock it to the beat, cause we are the best. We got Dusty Fresh and Biz Marquis. Hey. Rock it to the beat in the place to be. We got Biz 
Hey, we're back. Frank Sinclair on the Be Encouraged show on a Monday afternoon. We are on Motivation Monday, and we got three uh, financial wizards here in studio to encourage us today and to help us understand that often confusing world of accounting and keeping your books and records straight and all that stuff that we just love to talk about. Simona, we're back at you right now. I was asking when we went off air, if you give a scenario uh, of, of, I don't know, we talk small business a lot here in the spring. Give us a scenario of why you are important to a business. Well, we'll stick with the tax subject since we've been on that. Um, I have, I specialize mainly with real estate clients. Uh, I have a whole bunch of them. And so, for example, I had a realtor come to me, this is a couple years ago now, and she made more than $250,000, and I told her if, she, if I did her taxes based on what she gave me, she would owe 33, about $33,000 in taxes. And I could either process her tax return that way, or I could educate her a little bit. And I told her to go see a financial advisor, go open a SEP, put 20 grand in What's the SEP. What's a SEP? Uh, don't imagine that people just know that, right? It's a self-employment um, pension. pension, thank you. Okay. Um, put 20000 in it, and I saved her $7,500 in taxes. Mm. And all she did was put money aside for retirement. Why well, give the IRS money that they don't, they're not, I mean, they're not giving you interest on money. Mm-hmm. So why give them extra money? I'm totally with you. Yeah. you know, do, do, do I look like a deer in the right. headlight? I'm yeah. like, yeah. So that's, and that's what Scott was saying is that we're able to decipher the tax codes for you. There's so many laws and there's so many changes every year for someone to keep, for everybody to keep up on it. That's just way too hard. Mm-hmm. So you're better off hiring, especially if you own a business, a small business, hiring a tax professional to do your taxes. Because some, it is so cute, because a lot of clients call me up and they're like, oh, I have a business, so like extensions for visits are set September 15th. I have a business, so I have to have it done by, and you know, you start looking at their information, and you're like, oh, wait a minute, you're an LLC, you have till October 15th. Mm. Um, so S-Corp, C-Corps, those are due September, they're not due. So it all depends on what type of business structure you have. I have another client that is an S-Corp that's been filing like an LLC for the last three years. I said, well, that's easy. We're just going to, instead of redoing your taxes, we're just going to revoke your S-Corp. I'm glad no one can see you. She has made a face. <laughs> you know, that's why we need you. It, right. no, no face is needed because those of us that don't work in that that uh, that space, we have no clue. That's the reason yeah. you need it, right? Right. Right. We have absolutely no clue. But I help clients build better businesses. That's yeah. that's our job. Yeah. Right. It really is. It's taking their financials. Taking. I mean, if you don't know your numbers, how can you run your business? Cash flow, like Thomas was saying, is a very prominent thing. You should be looking at cash flow every single morning. Yep. Every morning. That's just my opinion. Right on. We and we value you again. That's why you're here. <laughs> yeah, Thomas, talk about scenarios again. Uh, 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 what is it? Six. Cover your, cover, your cover your sick. Tell us about that name, first what? of all, Thomas. It's a, it's, a, it's a name that's born out of military uh, uh, vernacular in, in terms of you can't see behind you, so you have to have someone that's capable of covering your six. And so my, I, I named my business Cover Your Six because it's the biggest blind spot in terms of tax and accounting for every individual or business owner, no matter where they are. It, it's well, why do we come up with the number six? 
That's because it's your, it's, if you look at the clock, uh -huh. 12 is straight ahead, 6 is behind. Uh, you know why I didn't know that until right now? Do you think there's a lot of other people that didn't know that until right now? Right. Probably. You can call us at 719-300-7936 and dispute that if you'd like. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I'm not looking at my body in terms of a clock, right? So, yeah, so now I understand. I've been so confused this whole time about your entire name. So, given we know what cover your six is. You're covering my six, and a lot of sixes. Sure. So, how does that relate to you? Uh, creating space for humans. It's in the same way that Sam mentioned the real estate agent that made what well, you said two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and and a lot of real estate people get paid as a ten ninety nine. And one of my strong, one of my most irritating points is people who work in a ten ninety nine space that don't understand. No one's paying your taxes for you, and you know, and that goes for people who drive for Uber, people who drive for for uh, DoorDash, people who drive for whatever it is that's getting a 1099 or, you know, in that fashion, you need to be making periodic tax payments because at the end of the year when the government goes, hey, you owe us $10,000, they go, well, that was $2,500 from the first quarter, drawing interest. $2,500 from the second quarter, drawing interest. It's not just $10,000 anymore. So 1099s are a huge headache because a lot of people, especially, you know, when the gig economy came out, what, two, three years ago, Everybody was working at W-2 before. 1099s were kind of like a one-off. Mm -hmm. And then when Uber and, and Lyft and, and other, you know, driving, you know, the situations where you're using your vehicle, which I have a whole other topic about that, <laughs> people didn't understand that the 1099, no one's paying your taxes. No one's paying your payroll. No one's paying your FICA. Who's Uncle FICA? I don't know who Uncle FICA is, but somebody, how I owe him money. So, yeah. that's... Tell, tell me gig economy. Tell, explain to the people that are listening to us what that is and what it means to us. So the gig economy, you know, it's it's driving for Lyft, it's driving for Uber, it's it's picking up restaurant orders and delivering restaurant orders and such like that, and it's advertised as a way to make, you can make $40 an hour, you can make $20 an hour, and the reality of it is you're not because you're using your vehicle, you're using your tires, you're using your brakes, you're using your gas. If you have to drive, you know, 35 miles to pick up an order and you made $10, you're losing. Yeah. And I yeah. drove for Lyft, I drove for Uber, I made some money off them back in the day when I first retired from the Navy. And there was, a, there was a gimmick to it, but once they took away the boundaries of how many people could drive or how many people could service or how many people they could have on the road at the time, your, your, your profits went through the floor. You know, I'd spend 50 bucks on gas, drive around 325, 330 miles, not make, a, not make one pickup. <laughs> Now that's brakes, gas, Way to catch wear and tear. Yourself. Good job. Well, no, it is. And, and a lot of people get into it because they think. Yeah. They get into it because someone tells them, you can make $30 an hour. You can't. You're going to make $4 an hour. Yeah. Because once you start taking away all those deductions, your profit margin is garbage. And, you know, if you've got a car that's too old or if you've got a car that's kind of on its last legs, it's not going to work out for you and it's not a good idea. Mm. Well, better didn't, off. Didn't Uber what? change it? Like you can only have like a, a up to a ten year old car now. Uber has a limit on what kind of car you drive. That's but, true. Oh, yeah. Lyft doesn't. When I started with Lyft, I was driving an 03 and that was in fourteen. Oh. So I had to have one, and I had to have like it couldn't be more than ten years old for Uber. But still, you're still looking at wear and tear, mm -hmm. wear and tear. Tires are what six, seven hundred dollars. Brakes. Well, you know, I mean, profits. like once you look at that at the end of the year, you're like, man, I made thirty thousand dollars, but I spent fifteen of it on my car. But yeah. you know, that's yep. the same with uh, any business. You know, you have income and deductions, and a lot of people don't look at the deductions or expenses. I should say expenses. They just look at the income. 
and like, oh, well, I can make, you know, like I could bill $125 an hour for my consultation fee. But that doesn't mean I'm making $125 an hour. I have overhead. I've mm-hmm. got all these other expenses. So for people to go around saying, oh, I'm making this much money, no, let's, let's look at the reality of it. And that's where us three come in to go over those numbers and say what you're really making. Yeah, now, if you wanted to bring going. 125 an hour in, okay, then that, now let's look at all your expenses and see what you should be billing. I will take a different spin on it, Go ahead, and I think you can hear it in both the voices that we're just talking, because both Thomas and Sam were starting to get a little emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one thing that I didn't realize when I first started in accounting is we're not dealing with numbers here. We're not dealing with the tax code first. We're dealing with emotions. Yep. Money is emotions. Some people say it's energy. Some people say it's this or that. But at the end of the day, when we're talking about whether it's $125 or $35 an hour, well, at the end of the day, it's an emotional, yay, I won that, yeah, I got that money, I got paid, that is great. And then it goes out the door and it hurts a little <laughs> bit, right? Yes. And so as you're talking with your, your professional, be it your financial planner, your accountant, your tax planner, whatever it may be, one thing to really keep in mind is it's an emotional thing. We can all pretend like we're talking about this hard and fast, money comes in, I get a dollar, I lose a dollar. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it comes in and I'm happy, it goes away and I'm sad, depending on where it goes. Sometimes it makes me happy where it goes, but <laughs> it really is this big emotional thing. You get a letter from the IRS, there's emotion with that. doesn't yeah. matter if all it is is a letter that says, I changed your address. Mm-hmm. When you see that little eagle and that IRS on that envelope, your chest clenches and you go, oh no. And you expect the worst. And a lot of times I've found, all through the years that I've been doing this, it's that emotional hump that you get over, and then it gets fun. You learn the language, and then it gets fun. And yeah, I just said accounting can be a lot of fun. And I mean that especially not just to the people in this room, because we're kind of nerds, and we're okay <laughs> with that. But I mean that for the business owners and for individuals who are planning for their taxes, is once you get past the initial fear, and once you get past that negative emotion, once you create a plan, create a cash flow, create whatever it is that is holding you back or creating that, you know, chest compression that you feel then all of a sudden you're empowered by your money and it becomes a lot of fun your business becomes more successful maybe even you know you're encouraged to do some of the financial things that you avoid and that's where the power of having someone like us in your corner is it's not just a matter of we can we can do everything we've talked about but we we can also help you feel good about doing all those things let me let me before you because I can I can hear someone wanted to talk right so <laughs> let me <laughs> yeah I kind of want to be a part of the show too so you know <laughs> because you brought up just such a great point there Scott and this is the way I'm gonna frame this guys because quite frankly most people they go to accountants they go to people that handle their money and it's such a black and white uh, conversation emotion isn't even a consideration. Mm-hmm. And a lot of accountants don't look at that space. And quite frankly, I believe that's why a lot of people don't want to continue. They're already afraid. Mm-hmm. They're already jacked up. They're already feeling the congestion or the constriction in their chest because anxiety. of things that they've yeah. done and anxiety, etc. So how can we frame that better? Because I understand it takes a certain kind of person to do your job. You know, you have to be a person that's concerned with this is right, this is wrong. 
There's, I mean, not a lot of great things going on in your yeah. world. But how can we approach humans in that human space a little bit better so that there's not so much anxiety going in and having that conversation? I think it depends on the accountant you go to. Most accountants are introverts. Mm -hmm. They don't. They're they're not going out. They're not going to address the emotional issue. It's a fact. They're not. Mm -hmm. So it depends. You need to find the accountant that fits for you. For me, I address the emotional piece because it's what it is. They, I mean, I've got clients that come to me just bawling their eyes out, and you know, I have to sit there and hold back my own tears because it's so emotional. And it's, you know, and like he was saying, if you owe ten thousand dollars to the IRS, that's huge. Now, if you owe more than fifty, guess what? You're not getting a, um, what's it called? Offering compromise. Right, any of it. You're not getting anything. If you owe more than $50,000, you have 90 days. You get 90 days to pay it. Or they're taking your stuff. Or they're going after everything. Mm -hmm. But if you owe less than 50, then you can do an installment plan, a payment plan, an offering comp. I mean, there's so many options. Mm -hmm. So you not opening that envelope, that's your biggest problem. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times that envelope comes in, and it could just be a change of address. It could be anything. Mm -hmm. But if it says that you owe more than $50,000, you better open it fast because they're coming after everything you got. Because you've already ignored the lien messages, right. and now you're getting a levy message. Right. Okay. So that's all emotions. But yeah. it's finding the right account. <laughs> and if you can see Frank's face, there's emotion there. There's emotion. <laughs> so, yeah, just to, you know, distill that into knowledge is power, and having the right people in your corner is also power. It's the... Early 20th century, Henry Ford's, you know, the big steel conglomerates, all that stuff. Those became America's finest millionaires, not because they could do what they did, or not just because they could do what they did, but because they got the right people around them to help them get there. Exactly. And as a small business owner, medium-sized business owner, great big business owner maybe, you need to have certain people in your corner, whether it's legal counsel, tax counsel, accounting counsel, financial planning counsel, those are the people that are going to empower you to do what it is you do. Because whatever you're doing, you do it for a reason. You're passionate about it. You know how to do it well. You can do it better than somebody else because you just love what you do. It makes you smile in the morning. But at the end of the day, you won't have all the answers. And if you have those people that you know, like, and trust in your corner who support where your weaknesses are or just support where you don't like to do that sort of work, <laughs> I know a lot of business owners don't want to do their books, and I get it. Those are the people who are going to take you or help take you and your team to the next level. Well, not only that, Scott, uh, what happens is having, here's three more business owners. We all agree that small business created and succeeding in community is what propels community forward. You absolutely. Know, it's absolutely indisputable. So not only is it covering your six and having people in your space that are going to really protect you and give you an opportunity for your business to excel, it gives them opportunity for their businesses to excel as well. And then that's what creates great community and creates small business in space. So we all do it for mm -hmm. one another. No one can do this stuff alone. We'll come back and we'll come uh, uh, talk to Thomas again about uh, uh, where he's he, we're all in front range area. You're relatively new, and so is Simona to the front range, relatively speaking. Mm -hmm. I want you to give me your perspective about here 
about small business and what you see coming up in the future. Frank Sinclair with the Be Encouraged show here on Motivation Monday. Thank you for being with us, and we will be right back. Who be in the Japanese restaurant eating sushi, uh-huh. drinking sake? It's me and my mommy with the doobie, cutie, smelling like Miyaki. Half Philippine thing, but now let's call it Suki. Got me booty banging properly in Versace pants, cocky, both legged stands, a thing of beauty. Watch me, body crazy, burn like nature, foxy, nods and lazy. Uh-huh. Truly, reason to bust the tuli and keep lace with jewelry. Watch me, girlie, try to lure me and lock me. You gotta get up early, cause who's getting played is not me. Surely you just, she said, if you thought I was purely out for the bucks, you would've. Sipping Hennessy and Coke, give you what you want. Uh, 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 u
chill. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Yeah, Simona Ridge is here with us, and she cusses like a sailor. Joe, just in case. So when you bring her taxes to her in bookkeeping, she might tell you to keep that ML thing stuff out of her face. <laughs> right? Uh, except for I don't cuss at clients. There's a few. There's a few that I will, but most of the time, no. Right. So. It's awesome. But, yeah, we have three incredible humans in the studio with us today. You guys have been giving us some great information about the space of watching over your business. Here's safety. Here's opportunity for you to keep yourself on track so that you can stay on track and build and scale your business. Right, Thomas? Yes. Yeah, so uh, we are in the phase here where we are giving just some incredible encouragement and hope to organizations. Tell us what you see as you have been in the Pike Street region. It's why I do what I do is there's a distinct need for it. People need that guidance, whether however that guidance comes out. Business owners need to have a budget. Business owners need to see where their money is going. Because if you don't see where your money's going, it's going out the door. You know, um, what was it, Steve Harvey? I recently heard Steve Harvey, his accountant was taking his IRS checks and cashing them. What? Yeah, for yeah. years and years. And he didn't find out until after the his accountant had passed away. And when he went, somebody else had found it and said, oh, by the way, you owe the IRS money. And, you know, it was a significant amount of money. And it's and it's one of those things that if you're not, if you don't have that confidence, that, that reassurance of looking at your bank account and knowing why you have $10,000, why you have $100,000, why you have a million dollars, whatever that volume is, why it's there, where it's going, and what it's going to do for you, that's what accountants do. That's what, you know, you know enrolled agents do. They, they help you look at your taxes and go, well, you know, you have a home office. Have you thought about you know, doing that, you, you know, in that aspect. But it really comes down to knowing your, you know, I know, Frank, you always talk about your knowing your why, mm-hmm. right? It's, yeah. it's knowing your, your, your how much, I think, is just as important. Yeah, knowing your what, right? And again, circling back, because we're talking about the Front Range region, and this is where you guys are doing most of your business now. I know uh, there's no limitation to business today in the world that we live in right now. But uh, what do you see here? What have you seen? How encouraged are you about the businesses that you're seeing in front range? So I'm from Baltimore. Baltimore is a little bit of rowdier people. They're not as nice and friendly. Which is why you cuss so much. Probably. I mean, in Baltimore, in Baltimore, if you go to go out to eat, I swear, you get, eh, so, what do you want? I mean, here you get, my name is Julie, I'm going to be your server, and blah, 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 and she keeps going, and I'm looking at her like, shut up, I just want to order my food. Oh, my but God. that's because I'm not used to it. I'm used to someone coming up, giving me an attitude, wanting my order, like, right now. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm used to just spurting it out, not waiting for a whole introduction. Um, but that's what I love the most about here, is the people. Even the people here, to shut up. even though I'm telling them to shut yeah. up, it's the most diverse group of people here. And they're friendly, and they're outgoing, and they're, and they're, they're welcoming. Uh, I mean, really. Someone told me when I moved here, it's going to take a full year for people to love you or hate you. At and, least a year. and, right? Yeah. For them to get to know you. 
And I find that true. It took me a year of being in networking groups, getting to know people, and, and being my authentic self. Absolutely. You know, yes. being your authentic self. And that's when I started gaining momentum. So when I did decide to open my business back up in January, I started with five clients right away. But that's because I, I put the time in yes. before that. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, it's one of the most relational communities on earth. It is. So a lot of times it's slow going, trying to get the traction, because you have to build that trust here. So same question to you, Scott, as we're going around. And you look around, I know you're a Colorado native. I'm a Colorado Springs native. Oh, my. Oh. All right. Yeah, yeah. Did you get a card? <laughs> I want my card. I'm waiting for it. I think it got lost in the mail. Um, no, I love it here in terms of the people. The people are phenomenal. The, the business community here is always outspoken and welcoming. Outspoken is not always a, the best positive way to spin it, but it's, it's very true. Every networking group that I've been to, I've been welcomed in. Every community event I go to, I end up meeting with people. Every restaurant I go to, I end up chatting with the waiter or waitress because I do it's so interesting just to get to know them. Um, and it's probably one of my big downfalls as an accountant for those expecting to come into my office and be like, all right, here's my stuff. Just tell me when it's done. It's, those conversations are very enlightening for what we can do to help them or you know, stick a little nugget of, of knowledge in there or something like that. Um, so when, when I was a kid, Colorado Springs was tiny compared to what it is now. I remember when you were a kid. I was here. I don't. It was too long ago. Uh, but we... I was too, but in the middle of them. Um, but the, the way that it's changed and now coming back to it after living in Denver for a decade and seeing it through an adult's eyes and going, it really is a phenomenal town. Networking in Denver was completely different. Going out on the town in Denver was completely different. Not saying one is necessarily yeah, better than no, the other. No, not at all. But for me, I'm definitely saying one is better than the other. <laughs> and to see where we're going now and what the projected growth in the small business and medium business community is, it's very encouraging as a business owner to go, well, yeah, there's a lot more people that we can get to know, like, and trust. Yeah. There's a lot of people that we can, maybe they won't be my client, but it doesn't mean that I don't need a dentist. Right. Or it doesn't mean that I don't need a good restaurant to go to. Right. Like, these are things that I look forward to experiencing. And, and even in the, the year I've been working in our office downtown, it's changed so much. And the next couple of years, the next five years, going downtown is just going to be a completely different totally experience. Completely different. Next year is my 40th year here in a row. In a row. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I no, broke my No knob. breaks consecutively in Colorado Springs and stuff. And you probably, most people see that there's probably no one more bullish about this community than I am. I absolutely love Colorado Springs. I and I know a that. lot of people come from metropolitan areas like Baltimore, for instance, and it's a transactional culture. Okay. It's all, yeah, and one's not right, as Scott was saying, the other one's not wrong. They're simply different. Right, so pick your poison. If transactions is you, so you can go 60 miles up the road and live and do transactions all day. But if you want to do business here, you're going to have to live with the fact that people love a relational uh, foundation. Yeah. Go yes, ahead. we do. I, I much 100%, 1,000% prefer a relational mm -hmm. culture. Culture because it's not just what what can you do for me, what can I do for you. It's It's... How do I get to know you as a human being? Mm -hmm. Are you a human being? And at that point, if I don't like you as a human being, then I know we don't need to do relation. You know, we don't need to do transactional, right? Or do you cheat on your taxes? We don't talk about that. Mm -hmm. Remember, 
what are they, what are they, that's, I've lost the word. Um, anyway, uh, no, relational is, 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 is 100% because you could be, you could have the, the most important business in the city, but if you're not a good person, I don't want to do business with you because we're not jiving as human beings. Right. That's first and foremost, we're human beings. Whether you owe money to the government or whether because you're having you're struggling in your business because you're not looking at your numbers. Mm-hmm. I want to help you. I want to educate you. I want to I want to share part of my big brain with you so that you understand even if it's it's not no more than explaining what your taxes mean. You go, "Well, now I understand because I got some extra education." Yeah, and education absolutely. is is part of that relationship, the, you know. It is. It is. I will say that. Let me say this before you say that, okay? I know we're not in Baltimore. No. Hold off on me a minute. So. I was going to say, I'm homesick. I go to to Denver. That's all. You're so awesome. Thank you for letting me pick on you a little bit. You're so incredible. Yeah, but before we say that, you know, I we have three of the brightest minds in our region doing this work right now, and it's such an honor for me to sit in around this round table today with you three uh, people. I'm so thankful for what you do. So thankful for your investment in our community and for really caring enough to put in the difficult work that you do. Now, Simona, we got time for you because you're awesome. Go ahead and say what you were saying. I was was just (laughs) gonna say about being a relationship town that yeah, you can fire a client, you can add a client, but it's all about the experience and the education because that's really what our job is, is to educate you. And I've actually had clients leave me because they felt intimidated Mm -hmm. by me, which I found is odd because you're hiring me to do a service for you, so you're not supposed to be as smart as me in my field. I'm not not in your field. I don't know what you're doing. I only know my lane. Right, right. So if you're going to, my advice is if you're going to hire a tax professional, a bookkeeper, uh, be very careful on a bookkeeper, but if you're going to hire someone to do your books, check them out. Get to know them because, of, you know, they are going to be dealing with your money. So really understand the person you're hiring. Don't just go, oh, well, Tammy gave me your number, so here's all my stuff. Yeah. Well, that's great. I'm glad I have yeah, clients like that, too. But at the same this. time, yeah. we're about educating. Yeah, and I understand that, but you, once again, as we circle back to emotional component, there's a lot because America's built on a foundation that we're supposed to check our emotions at the door, mm-hmm. pull yourself up by your bootstrap, kind of live a compartmentalized life. This is your business, this is your personal, and never should the two meet and stuff, which is ridiculous on the face of it because it's just an integrated life. That's what it is, it's an integrated life. And my business is part of my life. Right. It really is. So, of course, you're, it's going to be emotional. So, uh, I, I totally get what you're saying. But we have to know that unless we address that emotional component of the mm-hmm. spaces that you guys are in, that your people are going to run away, not run towards you. Because true. it's already a fearful space. Yes, it really it is. is. And we just jack it up a lot. But, you know, right? the best part is when you come to see the three of us, you walk away feeling a hundred times better. Always. That's the goal. That's the goal, right? Yeah, if you stay around long enough, you feel that way. <laughs> well, no, I mean, if I went to Scott with a tax bill and he can help me get rid of this tax bill, he can either do an abatement letter, he can contact the IRS. I mean, there's things that he can do. 
And right. most people don't even understand what abatement letters are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I totally understand. I'm, I'm with you. I'm not pushing back. Yeah. I'm just saying we really do have to take into account that people are in a heightened emotional state mm -hmm. Very much. there yeah. and be able to help them through that. The first thing you look at someone who says, who comes, the first thing I do when someone comes to me and says, I'm in trouble, like, well, take a deep breath. Right. Number one, take a deep breath, yeah, let it go, mm -hmm. yeah. and relax. Because it may suck right now, but as long as we develop a plan and you stick to the plan, that's the most important thing is having a client that has discipline to stick with the plan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Follow directions. Because there's a lot of people who have problems that, that don't want to stick to the, they don't want the discipline. They want to get the second mortgage and then, and then run up their credit cards. But once you say, take a deep breath, we'll work through this. Not the end of the, a lot of the cases, you know, like you said, you get a letter in the mail, oh man, I don't even want to open it because it's going to be trouble. It may not be trouble. It may just be like, hey, we messed up on your taxes and, and we actually owe you $100. Yeah. Could be actually good. Yeah. yeah. Well, and just to, again, distill that down to emotion, mm -hmm. come into the office with fear, and you might not necessarily get rid of it that day, but at least you have a plan so that you can move through the fear and into something better. Right. And that's really where the fun part of our job is. Or you know, When I walk into the office, sitting at a desk for hours and hours is not what gets me going. But that client conversation, that phone call, that sitting across the table and offering them some kind of hospitality, those are the moments that make accounting fun. Those are the moments watching somebody go from fear or outrage into being able to breathe contentment or <laughs> happiness or even. Or being even to help the person that thinks they can't afford you, that they can't, you know, they have all these can'ts against them. Mm -hmm. And then you come and they have a conversation with you and you're like, oh, wait a minute, I think I... That's all it costs, you know what I mean? So, I mean, like our fees are not crazy and our, our right. fees are, are pretty low and simple. It's so that we can help that small business owner. Yeah. Now, speaking That's of fees, because we only have three minutes left. So, uh, uh, Scott, will you start us off? Because I think we would do our audience a real disservice unless you told them how they can reach you and give them an opportunity to contact you. Well, you can reach out to us at our office, which is, uh, I'm going to remember the phone number here, <laughs> or I'm not. Um, you can reach out to us directly through email or um, Google us and, and find our website at brwtax, brwtax.com, or um, shoot us an email at contactus at brwtax.com, and we'd love to get to know everybody in our community, really. Um, our three tenants are hospitality, expertise, and trust. And so extending that hospitality is, like I said, major part of the fun of our job. Awesome, awesome. Thomas, same thing, my friend. I have numerous websites, so the websites aren't really the, the most easiest to remember, but the easiest way to get a hold of me is through my office number. It's 719-652-6300, and that's a direct line to me. I take phone calls, I take voicemail. Unfortunately, the, the spam bots have gotten a hold of it. But uh, I also take texts on that number. So, you know, it's easier to reach out and probably say, hey, you know, I heard about you. You know, can you help me? And then we'll reach, we'll reach back out and we'll, we'll get, get squared away. But, again, it's Cover Your Six LLC. My website is CoverYourSixConsulting.com. But, like I said, I have, a couple, I have a couple irons in the fire right now. So Indeed. straighten them out. Indeed. Yes. And Simona? Um, you can reach me at 719 867 
or my website is aabscos.com. That's Advanced Accounting and Business Solutions. Um, or you can email me at info at aabscos.com. There you go. Three of our community's finest in the studio with me today, talking accounting, talking bookkeeping, talking about covering your 6, 12, 13s, and 14s. <laughs> yeah, so it was great having these guys in the studio. Thank you all for being with us today. I'll be back next week on the Be Encouraged show with Frank Sinclair. We're so glad that our community gets an opportunity to engage in these spaces that really, really matter. So we're signing off. I'll see you next Monday. And as always, as we go, we tell you, be encouraged. us down, but now it looks like things are finally coming around, I know we've got a long, long way to go, and where we'll end up, I don't know, but we won't let nothing hold us back, we're putting our show together, we're polishing up our act, and if you've ever been held down before, I know you refuse to be held down
Cause I ain't buying. 